0: Time now for Upon Further Review with your host, Josh
1: Dorman. Welcome in. It's a great Monday evening. Hope you are all doing well. This is the maiden voyage of Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Dorman. Excited to be with you and thankful you're joining us uh, locally in the Jackson Metro, 1400 AM or 106.3 FM. Or online at WJQSTheFan.com. We are in the Garner Dental Studio. Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Our staff is professionally trained. The office is modern technology and conveniences for the individual or family. At Garner, we take pride in being able to offer our patients care across the state as well as a variety of employment opportunities. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. Go to LakeGarnerDentalGroup.com. That's Lake, L-A-K-E, Garner, G-A-R-N-E-R, DentalGroup.com, or call 601-271-8710 for an interactive map and to find out more about their five metro locations or other locations across the state and region. We're also brought to you by Jerry Brewer. Jerry Brewer is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry today at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. Once again, that's Jerry Brewer with Southern Gulf States Insurance, 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. We appreciate both of those sponsors as we would not be here without them. Uh, Speaking of not being here without people, I am your host, Josh Dorman, as I mentioned earlier, and I want to shout out to my wife, Alexis, and my two boys, Joey and Lucas. Uh, I would not be here without them and their support. Very thankful for them, uh, as well as all of you that are listening uh, to this show. This is our maiden voyage. I want to also say thank you to Brian Eubank. This show was birthed. Uh, through my collaboration with him broadcasting high school sports. And I could not be more thankful for him and all that I've learned uh, through him and for his friendship. So, Brian, he is a legend uh, in this area on the radio, uh, live stream. He obviously is the voice of Jackson Academy Athletics. And so uh, I know he's doing baseball right now, but uh, Brian has been a great uh, mentor in this as well as Jake Wimberley. Jake uh, and I came up with some ideas, and we have seen this through, and I appreciate Jake Wimberley and all of his hard work. Obviously, Jake has a show uh, from 3 to 6 every day. I would encourage you to tune in to his show on 105.9 ESP in The Zone, uh, as uh, that is locally here in the Jackson area, uh, or uh, 105.9thezone.com uh, online. So we appreciate Jake. Uh, as well. Our quote of the day, something we'll do every day, is it is in the valley where the grass grows and the water flows. No matter where you are right now in life as you're finishing up a Monday, I want to encourage you that you do the most growing when you're in the valley. We're all looking for the mountaintop and we want to stand on the mountaintop and all the success that that brings but it's in that valley, folks. So if you're in a valley right now, I encourage you to Understand that you're going to grow in that valley. It's where the grass grows and the water flows. How can you get in touch with us? The uh, phone lines, 601-366-1180. Give us a call or shoot us a text on the text line at 601-817-0106. We want to hear from each of you as we walk through here our maiden voyage upon further review. Uh, Just a little bit about me uh, Josh Dorman I'm a uh, high school basketball coach previously uh, athletic director at the high school level Uh, I've spent uh, many years in sports and have grown to love both sports and broadcasting which is why we are here we're gonna be a show that is not gonna break news uh, thus the title upon further review we're gonna take subjects uh, sports sometimes where sports and culture collide and we are going to bring those subjects here to this show to dialogue with you the listener as well as some amazing guests uh, throughout our time. I do want to mention Bill is our producer and uh, we thank him for uh for producing this show as I am not technologically savvy and uh, he is here on the buttons and we thank Bill uh for his contribution to the show as well. Most Monday nights our first hour will be dedicated Uh, To high school sports. Uh, That will include player and coach interviews uh, and just general high school coverage. One of the things about the show that we want to do is give the opportunity for uh, coaches, players, unique stories at the high school level throughout the state of Mississippi to be brought to you, the listener. Our second hour will traditionally include uh, some additional high school coverage when relevant, as long, along with some regional and national collegiate and professional sports stories and coverage. Obviously, right now, it's the NCAA uh, basketball tournaments, both men's and women's, uh, so we have March Madness going on, and we will talk a lot about that tonight, uh, both with our guest as well as in our time together. Uh, we will also have a motivational leadership component Uh, that will be built into the entire show, our quote of the day. Uh, What we want to do through this show as you finish your Monday is we want to be dispensers of hope throughout the show, and we want to encourage you as well as we want to be CEOs in your world, chief encouragement officers both to you and to those around us. So uh, we encourage you to do that. We encourage you to be dispensers of hope Uh, as we go through this show. We hope to be that uh, for you as well. Um, In our coverage uh, throughout our shows, we're going to focus on and highlight coaches that are transformational in their approach as opposed to transactional. Uh, Let me explain that. I believe that coaching is a calling. I believe that if you're a coach out there and you're listening to our show and you're coaching as a job or for a paycheck, the rewards are probably not there. You are probably not satisfied. The difference between a transformational coach and a transactional coach is a transactional coach is interested in a you play for me and we win or lose. It's a transaction that's occurring in that relationship. Whereas a transformational coach is transformational, is transforming, excuse me, hearts and souls as they coach. And winning is certainly a component of that. Uh, but what we see is Part of the encouragement we want to bring to coaches is, listen, we want you to, uh, to be transformational in your approach to coaching, in your approach to the lives of the young men and women that you've been entrusted with. And so when we bring on coaches, and we have one coming uh, in our next segment, and I'll uh, preview him in just a moment, but uh, as we bring coaches on, we want you to know we're bringing people that are transformational in their approach to coaching that's multiple sports across the board and there are coaches throughout this state that are doing just that uh being transformational now the same thing we'll talk about too is look we'll talk about the role of the athletic director in high school sports uh where is their role in uh, building up and and uh and ensuring the success and ensuring that their coaches are transformational uh giving them uh the needed input criticism critique Uh, to become a better coach throughout their careers. Uh, I believe that a lot of folks are are getting it wrong from this area, and that is we don't have dedicated athletic directors that have both the time, energy, and resources to pour into their coaching staffs. In many cases, it's just an add-on. It's a stipend. Uh, It's an extra to get a a certain coach. I've done it. I was a basketball coach and athletic director at the same time. I took very seriously my role as an an athletic director in trying to support and build up our coaching staffs because ultimately what that does is this show and high school sports in general come back to the young men and women that are under our care. Again, shoot us a text, 601 817 0106 is our text line when you shoot us a text let us know who you are let us know where you're texting us from i know we've got listeners uh on the on the website which is wjqsthefan.com and love to know where you are texting us from as we uh, are here on the maiden voyage of upon further review once again i am your host josh norman if you are not aware uh if you're not aware your bracket where March Madness has probably shot just like mine, and uh, that's okay. That's what makes March Madness so much fun. A couple updates, Creighton up on Ohio University, uh, 39-24 currently. UCLA looks like the Cinderella story of Abilene Christian uh, is probably coming to an end. That game is at 62-39 with just over two minutes to go in the second half. Hey, Oregon put a beat down on Iowa earlier today, had a chance to catch a little bit of that game, Uh, just a terrific game, well played Oregon squad, and uh, Gonzaga, the number one seed in the entire tournament, and in my opinion, a a very difficult out for the tournament, Uh, ended up beating Oklahoma 87-71. We're going to go to a break, after the break, you're going to be joined, we are going to be joined by Russell Marcellus head boys basketball coach for the MHSAA 3A state champion, St. Andrews High School Saints, here in Ridgeland, Mississippi, as well as his star guard, Rashad Bolden, who led St. Andrews to three of the last four MHSAA 3A state championships and also earned MVP honors in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game, finishing the contest with 25 points. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with Russell Marcellus and Rashad Bolden here on Operation. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman. Uh, welcome back. Welcome back. This is Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Dorman. We are on 106.3 FM, 1400 AM in the Jackson Metro, as well as WJQSTheFan.com, and Uh, I previewed it a little bit before the break and delighted to have in studio, in studio during COVID, and uh, delighted to have Russell Marsalis. He is the head boys basketball coach for St. Andrews High School here in Ridgeland, Mississippi. They are the MHSAA 3A state champion, Saints, uh, as well as Rashad Bolden, his all-senior guard, stud, dude, whatever you want to call him, uh, just a player that has led St. Andrews to three of the last four MHSA 3A state championships and just recently earned the MVP honors in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game uh, as he finished that contest with 25 points. And if you have followed high school basketball in the state, you know the name Rashad Bolden, and you know what he has done throughout his career there at St. Andrews. Uh, A dandy dozen pick, uh, terrific a terrific player here in the state. Russell Marcellus in his 18th year of coaching, I was just talking to Russ about this, and I said, man, we're getting old, 18 years. He spent two years at Old Town Middle School in Ridgeland, three years at Ridgeland High School, two with Velma Jackson, and then he went a decade on a run in Richland down in Rankin County, and he just has completed his first season with St. Andrews. Gentlemen, welcome into the studio, and thank you for joining us here in the maiden voyage of Upon Further Review.
2: Yeah, glad to be here, man. Glad we could do this and be here for your debut, for sure.
1: All right, Russ, we're going to start with you. Um, I'm a culture guy, and uh, we talked about transformational versus transactional coaches before we went to the break, and you are certainly a transformational coach in your approach. And, and what, I, what I define that as is a transactional coach coaches for a win or a loss. What can you do for me as a player? How can you get me to the next step as a coach, uh, the next salary, whatever it may look like? Transformational is about the heart and the soul. It's about more than just what you can do, uh, and in that is a culture. And uh, So I'd love to hear, as you transition from Richland, any of your stops, what are some non-negotiables for you in building a program from the standpoint of your culture?
2: I think number one is relationships. To me, I was thinking about that today. And, um, you know, you can be the greatest coach and have X's and O's and all that, but none of that matters if you don't get guys that, you know, play for you. And so, to me, uh, getting to know guys, which it was difficult this year, you know, coming on, uh, we had a summer that was unlike other summers. Normally, you're going to camp with guys, you're bonding, some of that. We didn't have as much of that. We had to start off real slow stay away from everybody, don't touch anybody because of COVID. Um, so you didn't get that as much of that hands-on experience um, with that. But to me, you know, relationships, getting to guy, know guys on a personal level, um, not just basketball-wise. And then once you do that and you, you learn how guys are wired and learn about stuff that's not just basketball-wise um, and you know that guys are in the fight with you and that kind of thing and you show that you care about them, um, not just as a basketball player or whatever, but just as – a human being and that kind of thing, um, you know, to me, that's where it all starts.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. And listen, that's, that's you know, when you talk about relationships, Rashad, you had a relationship with Coach Cronin, uh, who was there prior for your uh two prior state championships. That would have been your freshman and junior year, I believe. Uh, and, and, and then in a COVID year, as a senior in high school, you're now transitioning to a new coach. What was that like? Uh, for you guys and, and, and that process, and was there any difficulty there?
3: I mean, of course it was difficult. I mean, not, like Coach said, not having a summer and then having games canceled early on in the season. So, I mean, it's different. You know, you can practice with a coach for a long time, but getting out there and playing and seeing how you expect you to play is a totally different thing. And I think as, like, we started playing games consistently, we started figuring out coach, figuring out what it took for this team to win. We had a new team we graduated with two seniors, I think. So, I mean, we had a fairly new team, so new system, new coach. So, it was just a matter of us consistently playing and figuring each other out.
1: Awesome. And, Rashad, you're just to mention, Rashad's father is the head men's coach at Jones College. Uh, And while we're on that, let me give a shout-out to my good friend, Missy Bilderback, who has the number one JUCO team in the country right now down at Jones College, doing a terrific job. Rashad, what is that like having a dad? Your dad obviously coached at the high school level before being at Jones. What is that like as a player having a dad that that, that is in that position as well uh, when you are coming down the stretch run your senior year? Um, what's that like? Well, it's got to be a great advantage to you to be able to bounce all of these things off of him. I mean,
3: the biggest thing is him always challenging me. You know, after a game, even if I feel like I had a good game, People say I have had a good game. He always tells me what I did wrong, what I can work on. And, I mean, I feel like my biggest advantage in my playoff run was was the uh, opportunity I had to go up there and practice with the guys over the week you know, with the bad weather and things like that. So being able to go over there with the guys and you know, bond with them, practice with them, compete, I feel like that had a, a huge impact on me as a player going on that playoff run.
1: Well, I'm going to tell a story real quick about your dad. Uh, and we're talking about culture. I had a player that was going to a, a tryout time uh, that uh, that I took over there, and and in the in the beginning, your dad made it very clear that during the tryouts there was going to be no foul language, okay? And and so uh, I'm sitting over on the side and I'm watching my guy and I'm like, hey, he's getting it done, he's playing well. And uh, about halfway through, he comes on the floor and he stops everything. He pulls a young man aside. That young man goes and packs up his shoes, goes to his dad and says, I got to go. And he looks at his dad. He said, his dad said, why you got to go? He said, I dropped some words I shouldn't have dropped on the floor. And Coach wasn't playing. So, listen, that's another thing uh, with regards to culture uh, that, uh, that's so important. And it's important to have a culture that sets the expectations. Uh, coach, I'm going to go back to you. And, and, and I want to hear about this. Is a, this is a fascinating story for me. So, so, Coach Marcellus, I don't know if this has ever happened. So you're, you're, this is your first state championship, yes. and, and you have a su- significant amount of excitement running through you. In fact, Rashad, after the break, I'm going to ask you about Coach Marcellus' locker room dance. I want to hear about that and how you would grade him on a scale of 1 to 10. But, Coach, you did something else following that. You put on your Superman suit, literally, and then you went and did color commentary For the nightcap for the MHSAA, what was that experience like?
2: Well, yeah, looking back, I probably shouldn't have agreed to that beforehand. But, uh, you know, I've enjoyed doing that, just like you talk about your coach and this broadcasting side. I've gotten to love that aspect of it as well. Um, And and it was just how the schedule fell. And, you know, I said, oh, there's plenty of time in between there, which it wasn't. I mean, you know, that's the thing about it. It wasn't plenty of time. Um, and, and I'm just glad we won. Cause if we'd have lost, I'd, I don't know what I've done. I probably have been terrible on the broadcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a cool experience to get to do that. Um, Mark King, who's a producer there for play on sports has let me do that for like the last six years and it's been a blast, but you know, um, yeah, looking back on it, I probably shouldn't have done that. I, I had some gold flakes they had dumped on my hair and I was still pulling that out. Um, and everything during the broadcast, uh, and, I was worried I wasn't going to have a voice either, uh, but luckily Rashad and him made it easy enough in the at the end of the game where I didn't have to yell as much, so that was good. Didn't that's have to waste my voice. A,
1: I would like to know if that's ever happened before. You win a state championship, you go throw on your dreads and listen. If you've ever seen Coach Marcellus on TV, he doesn't. He, he's dressing dapper now. I mean he he's 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 getting it done in the threads category. And uh, you go put that on, and you did a great job calling that Appreciate. as well. Uh, and, look, Mark King does a great job for the NFH, National Federation of High Schools Network, play on sports, and uh, you guys do a terrific job uh, broadcasting those games, uh, and that was fantastic. So, so after you go and, and, and you, you have a, a chance, maybe take a few days. I saw you put a note out on Twitter, and, and you kind of gave some sentiments from your heart about what it meant uh, for you to walk through this year, obviously with COVID and all the difficulties that were presented there, both relationally, building your team, building your culture, but also uh, the chance that games could get postponed, et cetera. What did that state championship really mean for you personally?
2: Uh, To me, it's just a culmination. You know, um, it's what everybody, you know, it's what you dream about. It's what you work toward. Um, There's a lot more important things. Obviously, we talked about relationships, and, you know, to me, uh, the best thing that I get all the time is when former players call me and say, hey, coach, I got this job, or uh, I just had this, you know, had a kid and that kind of thing. To me, that means, you know, that's, that's the most of me. But as far as career goes, you know, it's just an acknowledgment of your hard work, I guess. Um, you know, the, the time you've put in, the time away from your family, uh, the different players at different schools, the different coaches that have put in that time with you. Um, you know, it's just kind of nice to be acknowledged um, and, and to have, have that opportunity. Um, I guess.
1: Rashad, I want to hear a little bit about the Mississippi Alabama All-Star game and the experience that you had there. Obviously honored as the MVP, 25 points. What was that experience like for you? Uh, probably your last game as a as a high school player. Uh, what what was that experience like for you?
3: Uh, it was an honor to you know be, be named a Mississippi All-Star and go out there and compete for the state. But I mean, going into the game, everybody thought we were going to lose, for the most part, except us. I mean, I mean, the biggest thing was to go out there and put on for the state and prove everybody wrong. So, I mean, it was just a blessing to be able to go out there and and come out with a win. So, I mean, it was just an honor.
1: Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game MVP Rashad Bolden, MHSAA 3A state champion coach Russell Marcellus and player Rashad Bolden. You don't go anywhere. Right after this break, we've got more with both these guys here on Upon Further Review.
0: To a for the
1: review with your host, Josh Dorman. Welcome back in to the Garner Dental Studios. Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Uh, visit La- uh, Garner Dental, wait or call 601-271-8710, where you can find out more about their five metro locations or others across the state and region. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. also want to thank Jerry Brewer. He's a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. We are once again joined in studio by Russell Marsalis, head boys basketball coach, for the MHSAA 3A state champion, St. Andrews Saints, as well as Rashad Bolden, his dandy dozen senior guard, who has led St. Andrews to three of the last four MHSAA 3A state championships. So, Rashad, I, I mentioned it. I kind of teased it uh, before we went to break, but uh, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here in front of your coach, and I'm going to ask you to grade Coach Marcellus on a scale of 1 to 10 uh, for his dance moves in the locker room, uh, post-game celebration, what would you put him at?
3: I would have to give him a 10 just, just off the fact that he didn't put too much thought in it. He was just having fun, celebrating, and just cherishing the moment.
1: That's awesome. So you, you get a 10. That's what I'm talking about. My kids give me like a 2. They're like, Dad, stop dancing. All right, so here's the thing. Three in the last four years, uh, you had a COVID year. Uh, you had a new coach. You know, when you weigh that out, a lot of kids don't even get to win one. But for you to win three and four, uh, was this year a little bit more special given some of the adversity that you had to face as a program with COVID uh, in particular?
3: Uh, I think the biggest reason it was special because it was my last one. I mean, this is how I'm always be remembered is how you go out. So, I mean, I knew going into this year that this was my last year. I had to give them all. It was my last game regardless, win or lose. So I know it was just a matter of how we wanted to go out. So, I mean, me and the other seniors, I mean, to be able to go out as state champions, it's a, it's a blessing.
1: How many fellow seniors did you have with you this year?
3: I want to say four.
1: So it was four total?
3: Uh, five, including me.
1: Five, including you. Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Uh, so this one was really special, senior year. Um, what does Rashad Bolden do? What's your favorite restaurant?
3: Uh, I like steak. So, I mean, uh, actually, I went to Longhorn after the Mississippi-Alabama game. So, I I like steak. All
1: right, we're gonna have to take you to a real steak place. Yes, sir. All right, all right. So, uh, let's see here. What's your favorite movie?
3: I like all the Fast and Furious movies. Like all of them. That's what
1: I'm talking about. See, we're speaking the same language right now. All right, and do you have a girlfriend?
3: No,
0: sir.
1: Okay, (laughs) he is an eligible eighteen-year-old bachelor. But this is not the Bachelor Show. This is just Rashad Bolden. Superstar Hooper for St. Saint Andrew Saints. Uh, Coach, we're going to take it over to you. And uh, we talked to Rashad about three and four. And, 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 and tell me about what's being developed here in Ridgeland. You kind of took the ball from Brian Cronin, our good friend, and, and you've run with it now. And, uh, you know, St. Andrew's three in the last four. That's, that's pretty exceptional. How proud of you of that program?
2: Yeah, I tell you what, a lot of credit goes to Coach Cronin, uh, that coaching staff, uh Ontario Harper, Michael Timmer, uh Jamario Rugley, and the players that came before that. Um, I mean it really does. Um that that there was a lot of hard work built in that. I'm good friends with Brian, as you well know, um and, and been around the program for a little while, just being friends with him and calling games for MHSAA the last couple of years and seeing how that program has come up, man, and the extraordinary. So Um, You know, my thing was, one of the things I told Rashad when I got the job was, hey, we're not going to try to make a lot of drastic changes. For one thing, me and Brian's philosophy is a lot of them the same, you know, as far as how he does things, as far as, you know, uh, basketball-wise, a lot are too. There's a few differences, but not that much. Um, To me, that was my biggest thing is if something's not broke, why go in there and make a ton of changes, especially this year with not having as much time and that kind of thing. So we really tried to keep it uh, simple uh, but, man, it, it is extraordinary to think about where this program was, you know, 10 years ago and, and where it is now.
1: Yeah, it's been a school that's been known for winning the All Sports Award in 3A, uh, have dominated that award. But in a lot of the team sports, is has, has not necessarily until the last few years. Uh, really, really, you know, I remember several years ago, very good. Uh, we played them. And uh, it's always been a terrific program. But really, these last four years have been – just a whole nother level, and something I'm sure you're excited about uh, continuing uh, as you as you go forward. All right, so let's talk a little NCAA tournament, and and, and I got to know who each of you picked prior to prior to all of the upsets this weekend. Coach, who'd you pick?
2: My pick is Gonzaga. Okay, so that's my pick. My team is Michigan, uh, and I probably would have picked them to go all the way if Isaiah Livers didn't get hurt um, in the Big Ten tournament, and he's out indefinitely. So, I didn't see them getting past that, but that's my team is Michigan.
1: All right. Well, Gonzaga comes off an 87-71 victory over Oklahoma today. So, they will move into the Sweet 16. Rashad, what about you? Going into the tournament, who was your pick?
3: Uh, I think great minds think alike. So, my pick was Gonzaga as well. I mean, having a stud and a point guard and Jalen Suggs and having Kisper and Timmy, I mean, I don't see anybody beating them. All
1: right. Interesting fact about Timmy. Okay, they played today. Timmy's from Richardson, Texas. Timmy was recruited very hard by the University of Oklahoma, and he turned him down so he could go up with Mark Few and Gonzaga. So that's some uh, interesting. Now, uh, tell me, biggest upset fo- so far. What what surprised you the most, Rashad, uh, in this tournament from a standpoint of an upset?
3: Uh it would have to be the Evelyn Christian game when the, when the kid went up and knocked down the two free throws at the end against Texas. I mean, that, that was just big time. I mean, coaches always tell you free throws, you're going to come down to free throws to win games. And I mean, me and my dad were sitting there watching it. He came here and told me, he was like, see them importance the free throws right there. So, I mean, that's a prime example of hard work right there.
1: Well, and, you know, you go back, you probably were a little young, but Memphis had a team that went to the national championship game under John Calipari and free throws lost them that national championship. So you're very right. Free throws are very critical. Coach Marcellus, biggest upset for you so far in the tournament.
2: Uh, I'm going to have to say the same thing. I know that's probably not what you want to hear, but really to me for a school like Abilene Christian, such a small school, uh, to go and beat the University of Texas, I I saw something on Twitter where they showed what Abilene, their gym looks like and what Texas gym looks like, and it's just kind of crazy to me. But – To me, it just speaks to the parity, and we've seen this the last couple years, the parity of college basketball, but it seems like this year uh, among any other. um, You know, and I think that's what makes college uh, basketball so fun. I wish the NCAA football would kind of do the same, you know, where we could get some of that playoff atmosphere and expand it. But uh, And it's my favorite time of year.
1: You know, I think you two got paid to say that game knowing that you're talking to a Longhorn fan. In the Dorman household, that was a rough that was a rough uh, loss uh, for us to endure. However, talk about coaching. Talk about players. You know, there's some that really thrive on being the underdog, and it seems, Coach, that maybe Shaka Smart is is that guy. You remember he made the, the big run with VCU in 10-11 or 11-12, uh, and since then it's been a struggle, including this year. There are some coaches that just know how to – uh, to, to get that underdog story uh, and mentality. And there's some that, that struggle whenever they're, they're you know, uh, at the top of the, the heap with him coming out the Big 12 tournament win. Uh, very, very uh, disappointing loss if you're a University of Texas Longhorns fan uh, like me. Uh, as we move forward, Coach, um, talk to us about the spring and the summer. How excited are you about having a normal spring and summer for your group?
2: Yeah, I'm excited about it. You know, kind of waiting for MHSA to come out with what exactly we can and can't do. But looking forward to summer league and team camps for sure.
1: Speaking of the MHSA, we hope to have Ricky Neves. We reached out to him. We hope to have him on in the near future to hear all about what's going on with the MHSA. I want to thank Russell Marcellus, head boys basketball coach. For St. Andrews High School, Rashad Bolden, his dandy does all everything guard, MVP of the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game, for taking some time in studio to join us here on our maiden voyage. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with more upon further review right in after this. Welcome back to Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman. Welcome back in to the Garner Dental Studios. want to remind you, text lines, send us a a text. Let us know where you are. I've heard from some family in Arizona that uh, they are listening in and uh, several others. So we appreciate you. Send us a text, 601-817-0106. Give us a call, 601-366-1180. Appreciate Russell Marsalis and Rashad Bolton joining us in that last segment. And I want to follow up on my initial uh, conversation about coaches. And I want you to know that Russell Marsalis represents a transformational coach. Uh, He's about, you heard him talk about culture. When we hear coaches talk about just having dudes or. Who has the better X's and O's? At the end of the day, when you're seeing successful programs in today's sport environment, most of the time, you're watching transformational coaches lead the way. And we thank Russell Marcellus, as he is certainly uh, one of those. Be looking out for Rashad Bolden. Uh, We didn't get into it. Not sure what his future looks like, but I guarantee you he will be playing at the next level. And he will be playing big time. Uh, at the next level and we'll be excited to uh, follow him and discuss that with him uh, at a later time we're gonna talk about an issue now that is 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 very uh, it's an interesting issue it's it's a very controversial issue uh, in that people can be emotional on both sides and one of the parts to this show is we're gonna be all about sports but sometimes sports and culture collide uh, and you don't have to get political uh, to discuss those things. And so, what we're going to do is we're going to talk uh, a little bit here about this issue with regards to the NCAA and their handling of the NCAA women's basketball tournament. Now, if you're not familiar, uh, you can Google it, but uh, there are pictures out there that show the differences, just for example, in the weight room setups, as both groups are in bubbles. So, they brought. Uh, the men's teams and the women's teams in different locales, obviously, but they brought them into a bubble. And you know, as you keep winning, you stay in the bubble. So therefore, they brought in weight uh, training, uh, obviously, plenty of uh, of um, uh, uh, food and and dietary things, so that they can uh, make sure the players can maintain themselves during their time in the bubble. And 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 when you saw the stark difference between these two weight rooms it brought up the idea of of a gender inequality issue uh, that is not, uh, you know, obviously is not something that is just now presenting itself. You've seen several coaches, Coach McGraw from Notre Dame, you saw Coach Staley from South Carolina, both uh, bring this to the forefront and talk about the waters that they've waded through uh, to get women's basketball to the place it is today, the advancements and the growth, and how disappointing it is that the NCAA uh, failed in their setup for their tournament. And I think what you have to do when you look at these issues is you have to break it down into two separate things. Number one, the NCAA's failure uh, cannot be excused. But the NCAA as an institution has been failing for for years. You talk about the name, image, and likeness uh, issues that college athletes have been dealing with now for several years you talk about the amount of money that runs through the NCAA uh, and that goes into someone's pocket along the way but is not going into the athletes themselves but the issue here is not the NCAA's incompetence in setting these up which certainly has to be uh, discussed and, and, and certainly somebody within the NCAA needs to be held responsible for that but the other issue and this is where it gets emotional is when you're looking at sports in general, sports are going to be driven by revenue. Now, remember, we're not getting into politics. Politics are intended to divide. Sports are intended to unite. This is a show that's going to be part of bringing hope and encouragement, and we want to unite people through sports. That's the heart behind what we do. But when you separate these two and you understand As an athletic director, I've watched these play out. When you look at revenue, everything in today's culture is about money. And when you look at the money behind the differences in revenue behind the two tournaments, obviously you're going to have some differences in the ability for people to do certain things with these tournaments. Now, that is not an excuse or an exception for the NCAA to fail in the way that they did. But we have to also bring this other conversation, and this would be my counter, uh, that I would say to these coaches uh, and to these folks, my father coached women's basketball back in the 1970s. Uh, he had Parade All-Americans, one-state championships. In fact, the MHSAA at that time had an overall championship. And, and, and what he dealt with as a basketball coach and what those players dealt with are, are, are very, very different to what you're dealing with today. You have women's basketball coaches now making a million dollars. And when you talk about equality, you can't look at this issue and say, hey, it's got to be the same across the board. Here's the deal. No matter what you do, if you perform, you want to get paid. You don't want somebody getting paid or treated the same as you do that's not performing. That's why a Coach Staley or a Coach McGraw probably have a seven-figure salary, but somebody in a smaller-level conference – is is working for 150 grand? Which look, that's a great job that many of us would take in a heartbeat. But the realities are because of the differences in things like conference, because of the differences, uh, conference affiliation, uh, because of maybe a university's uh, commitment to athletics being stronger than another. If you were to compare, uh, say, Mississippi State's basketball facilities to, say, Southern Miss basketball facilities, both that I've been into. Both are nice, but, but, but Mississippi State is at another level. And mind you, Mississippi State's men and women have the exact same practice facility. Beautiful facility. So I think what you have to do is separate these issues between the NCAA's failure and just the reality of sports. And the reality of sports is no matter what it is, it's all driven by money. Uh, You look at the SEC, SEC women's basketball programs are going to have a different level of support and commitment because of their affiliation with the SEC, and those schools get massive checks on an annual basis. Where those come from, why why those come, whatever sports, those are TV deals, those are things that are generating revenue for that conference, and therefore it creates an unequal playing field that you will never equalize. I wouldn't think that Coach McGraw at Notre Dame or Coach Staley at South Carolina are advocating that uh, a, a, a coach, say, at a smaller institution, a Division One, get paid the same they can because the same resources don't exist. And so that, that equality uh, metrics is always going to be hard to meet when you're dealing with money. Because those that produced, whatever produces the revenue, you remember this argument happened a lot with the United States women's national team. They wanted to be paid at an equal compensation as the men's national team. And the arguments were, but wait, you've got to look at which one is generating more revenue. And that's what's going to be at the heart of the entire issue, is that at the end of the day, when you look at sports, Sports can't be treated equally because revenues are not equal. Now, people should have equal opportunity, which is where Title IX comes in. Title IX is a, is a, is a law that is based solely on guaranteeing equality of opportunity. And, 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 and so that's why when you separate those issues out, I believe you have to look at two different things. The NCAA's failure is clear when it comes to the NCAA Women's Tournament. They failed from the standpoint of the, of the resources that they put forth, and somebody should be held accountable for that. On the other side, though, you have this other map to a place of trying to find what I believe to be fairness, given the resources that somebody uh, puts on the table. Uh, if I work a job, and, and I'm doing the exact same job as uh, anyone else, then we should be compensated... Equally, as long as we are producing equally, and that should not be relevant of our gender, our age, our race, our uh, uh, sexual orientation, uh, our uh, denominational religious backgrounds, we should be paid equal. However, if someone is producing more than me, then, then absolutely they should be paid at a greater level, and that is in essence what's going on in sports today is the massive discrepancy that you see in revenues. That segues us into our next segment. Uh, after we come back from break, we are going to be joined uh, for a segment. We're going to call Coaches Challenge with the Judge. I am going to be joined by Jim Judge, who also happens just to be my uncle, and we'll tell you more about him and our Coaches Challenge. Uh, Coming up here after the break in the Garner Dental Studios, stay tuned for more Upon Further Review.
0: i time now for Upon Further Review with your host, Josh Dorman.
1: Welcome back in to the maiden voyage of Upon Further Review. I am your host, Josh Dorman. We are in the Garner Dental Group studios. Donner, Garner Dental Group is a collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients is available. You can check them out online at lakegarnerdentalgroup.com or call 601-271-8710 to find one of their five metro locations or others across the state and region. We're also brought to you by Jerry Brewer, who is a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at Southern Gulf States. Dot com Jerry Brewer is my insurance agent, and he does a terrific job. I would encourage you to give him a call. I, he does commercial, uh, property and casualty, uh, a little bit of everything. So I introduced a, a, uh, a, seg- a, 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 a topic uh, before the break, and now I want to introduce for a segment that will be a regular segment here upon, on, upon further review, and that is the Coach's Challenge with the Judge. Uh, Jim Judge, uh, that will feature a compare and contrast dialogue re- regarding sports and culture. Uh, Uncle Jim, as I affectionately refer to him, was born in Mississippi. He's now a Southwest guy living in Arizona. He's a former coach at the high school level and is now the public address announcer for Phoenix Country Day School in Paradise Valley, Arizona. Uh, he is no stranger to sports, and we're looking forward to his fresh perspective here on Upon Further Review and in the Deep South. Uncle Jim, you there?
0: Yes, I am, Josh. Th- thanks for having me, and uh, congratulations on your uh, your first episode here of Upon Further Review.
1: Uncle Jim, awesome. And, and uh, I want to mention, uh, a lot of conversations have happened between Uncle Jim and I uh, as we've walked through the naming of the show, uh, the content of the show, etc., And uh, so he has certainly been a a major factor in uh, the launching of this show. And, Uncle Jim, I want to publicly thank you for that, uh, as well as being a regular contributor here on the show. And and, uh, in the prior uh, segment before the break, I'm not sure if you had a chance to listen, but we kind of laid a foundation about the uh, situation that happened with the NCAA and the women's basketball tournament. And uh, I want to get your thoughts. I kind of separated them and said, hey, one of them is the NCAA's failure. Uh, as far as you know, getting the proper facilities together, weight rooms, etc. The other is a societal issue from the standpoint of it's just an economics issue, uh, where revenues are going to drive decisions. Um, hey, coach is a challenge. Uh, what say you, Uncle Jim? Well, you
0: know, uh, quickly, Josh, things are somehow turned into a uh, situation of. Misinterpreting the meaning of in- equality. I know you mentioned that last hour. And, uh, you know, a couple of examples that may have been, you know, women's tennis. I think you had talked about, uh, possibly even the U.S. soccer team and, and, and the, just the economic factors that, that go into it. I think what happened with the NCAA is, you know, they're breaking a lot of new ground, uh, hosting the entire tournament in one site. And, uh, you know, just to give them some, uh, some rope there, uh, you know, it's, it's unprecedented in, in uh, coming back from COVID, uh, obviously a massive oversight, but it's been turned into more of a, uh, a issue that's, you know, an equality thing versus what may have been an oversight on the organizers' part
1: very good very good let's turn to the men's tournament and uh you have an interesting story regarding Loyola Chicago as they are making another run if you remember folks back in 2018 I believe it is they made a run uh to the final four and uh they are back in action and uh uh Sister Jean and Loyola Chicago are, are making a run, and and there is a, a a connection here to the state of Mississippi. Uncle Jim, tell us a little bit more about that.
0: Well, you know, Loyola of Chicago has quite a tradition in basketball, and uh, as it turns out, they were part of the historic what's called the Change Game, uh, which had to do with the desegregation of of college basketball. So in 1963, it just so happened that this story conjoins with Mississippi State, uh, University basketball and, uh, their victory actually that year, they won the SEC. And as it turned out, they were scheduled to play Loyola in the uh, tournament. Uh, Mississippi State had won three of the previous state, uh, SEC, uh, championships, Josh, back from 59, I believe. Sixty-one uh, and maybe nineteen sixty because they didn't win four in a row, but four out four out of five, and they had turned down the NCAA tour, tournament appearances because of, they were they were segregated and we couldn't at that time play against black athletes. Well, Loyola Chicago was segregated, uh, and therefore Mississippi State uh, was prohibited by. I guess it was a gentleman's agreement there among the legislators uh, in Mississippi at that time, the state legislators, that they were not allowed to play against segregated teams. So there was uh, Coach McCarthy was a coach of Mississippi State, and he spoke with the coach of Loyola Chicago, and they quietly agreed to play. Mississippi State actually had to sneak out of the state because there was a court injunction that prohibited them from going so they would have been arrested at the state lines uh if they were caught but uh, they ended up playing the first game uh, in mississippi state basketball history against a segregated team well chicago uh, not only won that game but they won the national championship that year uh, and it was quite historic so you know the tradition is alive there, and Sister Jean. I thought she might have been there uh, for that year. You know, she's 101 years old at this point, and uh, you know, she brings the spirit and part of the family togetherness that, that Loyola shows. You know, when you watch them play.
1: Yeah, I think uh, I think Sister Jean has actually been at Loyola since uh, early '90s, maybe '92, '93. Uh, area, and and you mentioned she's 101 years old, and that in and of itself is a fascinating story, Uh, but when we get uh, deeper into this year's tournament, uh, we've seen a lot of upsets. Loyola Chicago going uh, to a Sweet 16 now uh, for the second time in three tournaments. Remember, we lost last year's uh, tournament, but you also have Oral Roberts University going to Sweet 16, going to be playing Arkansas, and that is only the second time in tournament history that a 15-seed has made it to the Sweet 16, the first being Florida Gulf Coast, uh, whose coach is now at the University of Southern California over there in your neck of the woods. What do you attribute uh, the parity that exists in college basketball uh, right now? What do you attribute that to?
0: Well, you, you know, to compare and contrast the two sports, of uh, basketball and football, just as easy a uh, comparison, You know, basketball is a sport that uh, doesn't require the amount of financial resource in order to, you know, have a successful team, you know, so we've we've seen throughout history where the little guy, when given the chance, can compete with the big schools. They don't need 102 guys dressed out, you know, on home games in order to compete. They can't do that. But uh, in basketball, it's such a great sport. Uh, where you have uh, teamwork execution uh, and the spirit that can oftentimes overcome physical talent and and does as is witnessed with your example oh are you uh, Abilene Christian and Royal I'm kind of sensing a divine a divine uh, commonality here.
1: <laughs> That's a great point. Uh, with Oral Roberts and Loyola Chicago, there may be something divine. Uh, they are on opposite sides of the bracket, but they could meet in the Final Four, and boy, uh, would that be uh, an incredible, incredible story. Uh, as we move kind of from the NCAA tournament and, and maybe move into high school a little bit, and let's talk about uh, one of the things is that, that, that's been seen a lot um, in in high school sports, specifically this year with education, uh, has been uh, just the dynamics with regards to high school sports. Has Arizona been playing all year? On and off.
0: We uh, did get in the uh, football championships. It, it, they had to stop and start, lost a couple of the top teams. But, yes, you know, we have been open uh, – uh, Majority of the school districts were able to get in uh, their football seasons and even more in basketball now. And we've, we've, you know, been pretty uh, aggressive in trying to stay open as a state and, uh, you know, much along the lines of Mississippi in that regard uh, and uh, have been, you know, earlier to reopen and trying to, you know, protect the individual's rights here that we have. So, uh, yeah, high school sports uh, have been... uh, Pretty much ongoing here, obviously. You know, it's. Uh, I just announced the uh, the state soccer tournament uh, this last week, and uh, they were actually allowed to play without masks for the first time in the state tournament and without right. fans. So that's,
1: that's awesome. Well, look, it's time to go to a break. That's the Coach's Challenge with the judge, Jim Judge. We appreciate him joining us from the state of Arizona. He will be a regular contributor here on Upon Further Review. Don't go anywhere, Warren. Welcome back to A Pond for the Review with your host, Josh Dorman. Welcome back in to the Garner Dental Studio. Uh, That last segment, Coach's Challenge with Uncle Jim. He brought the noise. Terrific job. We appreciated him joining us uh, for that segment. That will be a regularly scheduled uh, segment here. He will be a regular contributor to the show um, and will bring a wealth of knowledge and information uh, that I think will be exciting as we compare and contrast social and, or excuse me, cultural and sports issues and where they collide. Just a reminder, last two segments will be dedicated to the fans. You can call us in at 601-366-1180, or you can text us, 601-817-0106. I've got you uh, in North Carolina. I got you in Tupelo. I got you in Arizona. We've got you. I appreciate you guys sending the text in. Thank you all for listening here. To upon further review, we are now privileged to be joined by the director of activities for the Mid South Association of Independent Schools, Les Triplet. How you doing this evening, Les?
4: Hey, Josh. Doing great. Getting to watch all this good basketball over the last few days, and that we got a bunch tonight. I'm trying to decide which one to watch right now.
1: I tell you, as a as a former basketball coach, I bet this time of year excites you like it does me. Oh, uh,
4: I love the uh I, I love the tournament and then even the women's tournament right now Texas A and M is two ahead of Troy and uh, a fifteen seed has never beaten a, uh, a uh, I guess a two seed. So I think their record is zero and one oh six against fifteen. So uh it it's it's quite interesting to see all these Games and just watch the kids and how
1: they play. Absolutely, there's no no nothing like this time of year in uh, March Madness. Well, Les, you've kind of had some madness of your own as you've waded through this 2020 2021 school year with all of the dynamics that the coronavirus brought to the table. And and one of the things you know we talked about during the state championship, the 6A football championship was. Just how proud uh, the state of Mississippi should be, uh, all educators, the MHSA, the MAIS, um, with regards to having kids in school in person uh, for the majority, if not all of the year, uh, How proud are you guys at the MAIS of, of the majority of your schools being in that boat?
4: Uh, we are just it, we were thrilled. I, I feel so sorry for all of the schools and the kids that have decided across the country not to, to go to school and not to allow athletics. I, I, I'm not going to spend my time talking about what other people should do. I'll just talk about what we did do. And I know us and the MHSAA in particular, uh, we, we started our year and we gave our kids school and we gave them exactly what they needed, got through the football playoffs fine. Uh, basketball, certainly you had its ups and downs, but the way the season ended, it couldn't have been any better.
1: Yeah, and there's no question about that, and as a parent in the state of Mississippi, uh, let me take this opportunity to say thank you to uh, all of our administrators, uh, all of our leaders in the associations, whether it's the MAIS, the MHSA, uh, all of our teachers, all of our coaches, um, all of our school nurses, uh, really, you know, anybody that's involved in education and the sacrifices that those people have made on behalf of uh, our young people has has been tremendous and that includes you Les. and uh, we appreciate that uh, so much you know you mentioned football and one of the concerns and I actually had a lot of coaches reach out to me with this concern was you know in the in the in the height of the coronavirus the sport that seemed to be most uh, uh, at risk was going to be basketball you have close wow. contact indoor sport hard to uh, socially distance. Uh, there are some states less uh, that had to play with wearing masks. And, and yet, uh, you have flawlessly, along with the MHSA, uh, brought a full basketball season to bear and, and just recently named state champions, uh, both for class and overall in the MAIS's um, uh, situation. Uh, and you've got to just be extremely proud with how the basketball season finished up.
4: Yeah, it did, uh, Josh. In fact, uh, as we as we kind of reviewed the year, of course, you know, when you get down to the end, there are a lot of uh, unusual things that happened. The way we had to do the overall tournament this year certainly was way outside the box. But there were some things that we just had to do in order to make things work. And, uh, you know, I, I want to, uh, you know, thank our executive director, Dr. Blanton, Shane Blanton. He made sure that we went to school and he made sure that athletics were played. He knew what was best for our kids and our parents. And I think, you know, as you said, everybody was kind of guessing on basketball. And as it turned out, it it was fine. I I know there were some bumps along the road, but, you know, to know that we crowned five state champions and then came back and crowned two overall champions was just, you know, a delight to us.
1: During that same time, you also crowned uh, three state champion boys soccer teams. Uh, exactly. I had the privilege of calling those games, and, and, uh, and you know, the, the dynamic with soccer was a little bit different. It's an outdoor sport. You could socially distance based on some of the, the uh, facilities that these the schools play in, uh, and so it didn't lead to as many potential issues as basketball. But, but from the fall till now, do you have any idea, uh, Les, how many state champions have been crowned in this 2021 season uh, for all sports combined, male and female?
4: Yeah, uh, right now we're probably, you know, when you throw in all the cross-country and, you know, of course when you crown cross-country state champions, you're doing ten of those, and so that's boys and girls. And then basketball, same thing. You know, we're probably looking at maybe around 45 to 50 champions already, Uh, and that may even be a little bit low, but it's just, you know, like I said, Along the way, there was a bump or two, but I know know when we got football and started those playoffs, we got in 98% of our football playoffs. We had had one situation where a school had a really good record, and uh, and that was Cathedral, and they were forced to withdraw because of COVID, and that's the only game that we actually lost that I thought was – you know, a game that would you know would have, a team that could have gone you know a, a little bit deep into the to the tournament.
1: Sure, sure. We're talking to Les Triplett, the uh, director of activities for the Mid South Association of Independent Schools. Uh, you mentioned the overall basketball tournament and uh, kind of a unique format. Uh, that was presented this year due to COVID uh, and uh, the typical host sites that the MAIS is able to use. Uh, I thought it was a huge success, and I thought Hartfield Academy, David Horner and the group over there did a tremendous job. Uh, Tell me what you thought about the format uh, of this year's overall basketball and, and, and even dive a little deeper uh, less you had um, a, a dandy-dozen guard represented. You had uh, one of the top players in the sophomore class in the state of Mississippi. Uh, you had the number one uh, football prospect in the state of Mississippi, all sharing that Hartfield floor from the men's side, as well as all those extremely talented young ladies. Uh, how, how, how proud were you of that overall basketball tournament, and is that a format the MAIS may consider in the future?
4: Yeah, I, you know, first of all, I thought, based on what we had to work with, I thought the format was perfect. Uh, you know, you sometimes when you do what we had to do, you may end up with a matchup or two that's just maybe distance-wise uh, something you would obviously never do during the year. Uh, and we did have two of those. We had uh, we had a couple of long trips that schools had to make, but everybody just did such a good job in understanding the situation and. I I don't remember anybody complaining about uh, how we had to do it. They understood. Uh, As far as the future goes, I I do think there's something special about coming to the Mississippi College Coliseum. And uh, we kicked around all kinds of stuff, maybe looking at maybe playing the first round like we did and then bringing the final eight into the Coliseum. There are all kinds of things that we'll discuss uh, before all is said and done. But, It it is something special about coming and playing at a college uh, facility like that. But
1: I believe we lost Les as we were discussing the overall basketball tournament. Uh, We'll see if we can get him back before the break. Uh, If we cannot, we appreciate Les and all that he and all of those at the Mid-South Association of Independent Schools and MHSAA have done. Just a reminder, we will work towards getting Ricky Neves uh, who is the director of activities for the MHSAA uh, on the show as well to hear uh, about all of the accomplishments for the MHSAA as well. Just to further that a little bit from the overall basketball tournament, do we have Les back? Just to, I'm, there
4: he is I'm here. Go ahead, Josh. I've heard I've heard you the whole time, so I don't know what happened.
1: Go ahead, continue your thought.
4: Yeah, I was just saying that the over. I don't know how much everybody heard, but. The overall basketball tournament I don't think could have turned out much better than it did simply because of everybody's understanding and, you know, just the willingness to play and, you know, maybe having some teams that did have that home, home court advantage that had earned it and deserved it. But in the future, we'll look at several options. Uh, as I said earlier, it's it's special to go play in a college uh, Coliseum, and that's that's one of the special things about the overall.
1: Agreed, agreed. You've been listening to Les Triplet, Les. We appreciate you joining us, the director of activities for the Mid South Association of Independent Schools. The overall basketball tournament featured five, six games, with five of those games being decided by less than five points. Hartfield Academy did an amazing job hosting those semis and finals. What a tremendous atmosphere! We'll be back with more upon further review right after this.
4: Welcome back
1: to a Upon Fiverr Review with your host, Josh Dorman. Welcome back in to the Garner Dental Studios. Uh, grateful to have Garner Dental and uh, Southern Gulf State, Jerry Brewer, uh, sponsoring our show. We appreciate them. Just a quick update. Uh, Les Triplett, who we had on previously, uh, mentioned a uh, NCAA Women's Championship game that was taking place in uh, I think he said that they were in the 15-2 matchup. The 15 seed was 0 and 106, and there was a close contest between Troy and Texas A&M going on. That game is final, and Texas A&M, the two seed, did end up winning that game 84-80. So the 15 seed is now 0 and 107 in the NCAA women's basketball tournament. Unlike the men's tournament, where you have a 15 seed in Oral Roberts University, who is now the second team to take a 15 seed into a Sweet 16. So uh, they've got uh, a lot to look forward to. Interesting fact about Oral Roberts that, um, that you may not know, there is a future Hall of Fame coach currently residing in Lawrence, Kansas, by the name of Bill Self, that was the head coach for Oral Roberts University in the mid to late 90s uh, and I know that uh, growing up I played in some team camps there uh, and got to uh, got to be a part of uh, his program uh, through those team camps so Bill Self was previously at Oral Roberts University they're also the uh, host of the leading score in the nation uh, forget the young man's name but they have the leading scorer in the nation uh, on their group we're gonna talk now about this situation this issue with regards to uh, Ohio State's player E.J. Liddell, um, and uh, many of you are probably aware of this. If you're not, just to give you a little backdrop, and and it kind of fits into a to a larger cultural issue with regards to sports in America, and 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 I talked about sports being designed to unite, politics designed to divide. That's just the inherent nature of each of those things, and what we're finding is with the uh, with social media becoming even more and more prevalent in our culture, uh, it leads uh, fandom uh, to, to get to a level uh, that most people used to uh, just know that there was a, a line there. And, unfortunately, because we can uh, sit back and we're the MacBook, MacBook warriors or uh, whatever we want to call ourselves when we just uh, send out uh, nonstop social media posts that, that really have no retribution uh, for our, our language – Um, we we are able to do and say some things that are completely inappropriate, and that brings up the story uh, from Ohio State. You know, Ohio State uh, was the two-seed that got beat by Oral Roberts, and uh, E.J. Liddell, uh, a young man who had 23 points and 14 rebounds, left it all out on the floor, um, was a part of a sporting event uh, after the game and and the following day, was receiving death threats. And and this is from a parent – uh, Ohio State fans, I guess, maybe they were uh, unhinged bettors that uh, lost a significant amount of money uh, on that game. I'm not sure uh, what would lead somebody to send a death threat over an NCAA men's basketball game, but this was happening. And, and kudos to Ohio State, and this is uh, kind of where we want to go with this, is uh, at what point do do does the law enforcement need to be brought in to protect people as people continue to get more and more unhinged regarding athletics. And, you know, some may say, well, hey, look, that just is professional or or maybe collegiate. These are adults. And unfortunately, it it, it lends itself down even to the high school level uh, where the ability to utilize social media uh, gives us opportunity to say things that we would never say on a phone call or in a face-to-face environment. Uh, with someone else and so this is a young man that comes off the floor having scored 23 points 14 rebounds uh, he's he's he is more disappointed than anyone else as his season has just ended and EJ Liddell begins to uh, get death threats and so want to open up the uh, the caller line 601-366-1180 uh, or shoot us a text 601-817-0106 again the caller line text line 601-817-0106. Let me know your thoughts about this situation. Here are my thoughts. My thoughts are we should have something in place where law enforcement can hold people accountable uh, for saying things uh, via social media that should not be said. If someone were to threaten uh, someone in a, in a face-to-face setting or over a phone, uh, certainly then there could be uh, legal ramifications to that, and social media should be no different. Um, and, 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 and further than that, uh, it's time as a society to take a step back, uh, which most of us do, but, but in some cases it's time as a society to take a step back and put into context what we're talking about. We're talking about sports. Uh, we're talking about a game. Uh, yes, with the uh, involvement of sports betting and how it's exploded, uh, certainly there becomes money. We talked about money earlier in the show. And any time there is money uh, involved, certainly it heightens the emotion uh, of people, as does just, hey, I'm a, a fan of this school and uh, I want my school to be successful. But when we do that and then we start turning that into threats against other human beings, then we lose, we lose completely as a, as a society and the human side. Uh, and that is that, you know, in a moment in an environment where this young man should be able to walk off the floor and, and be able to discuss his disappointment, uh, he should also be encouraged uh, for the fact that he, he played extremely hard. Uh, he left it all on the floor uh, and, and, and had a terrific game, if you were looking at it just from a statistical uh, perspective, and uh, really had nothing to uh, hang his head over, but yet uh, some of our, our MacBook warriors on the keyboard uh, decided to take an opportunity to use that to threaten his life, uh, which upon further review is way out of bounds. So I encourage you, if you are fans, uh, use social media responsibly. Uh, use it as a tool to encourage, uh, to uplift, uh, to bring praise to your uh, respective institutions. Uh, to bring praise to the teams that you root, uh, but don't use them as an opportunity to tear someone down in an environment that you would never do so over a phone call uh, or in a face-to-face situation. Or maybe you would, and in that case, uh, maybe we just need to have a lesson on kindness. So uh, to E.J. Liddell, we're sorry, my friend, that you are dealing with that, but we are uh, confident that Ohio State and uh, the – Uh, the powers that be in law enforcement will uh, bring all of those to justice as anyone uh, should be that is sending uh, threatening tweets threatening uh, Facebook posts whatever your social media platforms uh, might be Uh, speaking of Twitter and social media do want to remind you to give us a follow uh, on Twitter Uh, the show's Twitter feed is uh, upon underscore sports that's at Upon, U-P-O-N, underscore sports. Uh, we will, each week, um, we will send out who our guests are going to be, uh, what some topics may be, and we hope you'll give us a follow on Twitter there. Also, my personal is at JDCoach. Uh, that is at JDCoach on Twitter. i love for you to send us some feedback to each of those platforms. If you've had the opportunity to listen to uh, some or all of tonight's maiden voyage for upon further review also we will be launching a podcast later this week we'll drop the uh the show uh, on a podcast format and uh you will have the ability to download that podcast on any of the platforms that you uh get your podcasts from with the first episode being available later this week and each episode every monday night will be uh downloaded into a podcast form as well we hope you'll download that And we hope that you'll stick with us uh, for our final segment of our maiden voyage uh, here on Upon Further Review. As we have one more segment left, it seems like time has flown, and they say that time flies when you're having fun. Stick around with us. Enjoy our final segment here Upon Further Review. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
4: Welcome back to Upon for the Review with
0: your
1: host Josh Dorman. Welcome back in, Garner Dental Studios. Garner Dental Group a uh, collection of 18 dental and orthodontic offices conveniently located across Mississippi. Uh, they have complimentary whitening for new hygiene patients. Uh, you can check out their interactive map by visiting them at lakegarnerdentalgroup.com or you can call 601-271-8710 uh, to locate their five Metro Jackson locations or, or their others across the state and region. Uh, also want to remind you about Jerry Brewer, who's a trusted choice advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com. So we're in the final segment here of the Maiden Voyage. Uh, we still have the uh, text line open, uh, 601-817-0106. Send us your text. Send us your picks uh, for, for March Madness and uh, also the caller line, 601 366 one one eight zero give us a call and let us know what you think about the show uh, and uh, also follow us on uh, Twitter as well um, for our final segment I do want to mention uh, some some uh, rough news in the world of hoops and that is uh, the passing of Elgin Baylor uh, former Laker great uh, also a Clipper executive he was 86 years old and he passed away today so uh, our condolences to um his family, as they are grieving that, he is a stalwart in the game of basketball and uh, certainly will will be missed. Um, Elgin Baylor passed away today at 86 years old. Whether you're joining us on 1400 AM, 106.3 FM in the Jackson metro area or across the nation or world, wjqsthefan.com, uh, we appreciate you tuning in to our maiden voyage of Upon Further Review, do want to remind you to give us a follow on Twitter, upon underscore sports, uh, as our official show page, and then my personal Twitter, at JDCoach. Give us a critique. Let us know uh, how we did. We'll be posting some uh, more information on upon uh, underscore sports uh, as we move along, and some polls and some fun things. uh, So we hope you'll pay attention to that as well. Uh, so here in our final segment, we're going to cover just a little bit more of the NCAA tournament. Just update you uh, on uh, Creighton defeating Ohio, UCLA defeated Abilene Christian, Florida State's up 24-20 over Colorado at the half. That's a four or five matchup with both of those teams playing really well. Colorado out of the um, out of the Pac-12 has really uh, been playing very well, and LSU uh, is a team to really watch. They're up on number one ranked Michigan. In the East region right now, 63-58. Uh, the Tigers out of Baton Rouge have three uh, three guards that can really score. And uh, when you get in the NCAA tournament, you know guard play becomes really really critical. You saw that earlier as uh, Luca Garza for Iowa dropped 36 in their loss, but uh, Oregon was dominant in that win. Oregon, a seven seed, Iowa, a two seed, defeating. Uh, Oregon winning 95 to 80 earlier, and even though the big man Luca Garza, who many uh, you know speculate what his NBA career can look like, I, I tell you he dropped 36 in the NCAA tournament. He can shoot the ball from deep. Uh, he's probably a, a pretty good stretch forward. does Doesn't move his feet well, uh, so we'll see if he has a has a great uh, spot. Kind of uh, kind of heavy footed there, but we'll see if he has a spot in the NBA. Uh, but certainly a hard way for him to go out as a senior. Uh, but a terrific performance by him. And just a reminder, you know, A&M women defeat Troy 84-80 uh, in, in that tournament, and that would have, that was a 15-2. you got another 15-2 game right now on the women's side with Louisville, up 25-23 over Marist. Uh, that is with, wow, uh, that's two minutes and 21 seconds to go in the second quarter. Women play four quarters, not halves. Uh, that threw me off for just a second there. Uh, Wright State, a 13th seed, defeated Arkansas uh, 66-62 in the women's tournament. Iowa State, a seven seed, beat Michigan 79-75. And Belmont, led by a former Jackson Academy Lady Raider and Conley Chin, uh, defeated Gonzaga. That was a 12 seed over a five seed, 64-59. Uh, so a local girl. Conley Chen, congratulations to you and your Belmont squad. Moving on to the Sweet 16, uh, they're in the women's tournament. Texas currently leading Bradley 42-26. to 26. Uh, So just a reminder as we conclude the show here, we're on every Monday night, 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, we're going to bring you a variety of different topics. Uh, we want to thank Russell Marcellus and Rashad Bolden uh, for joining us, uh, along with Les Triplett and Jim Judge, Jim Judge will be a regular contributor to this show with the Coaches Challenge segment. And we we appreciate each of them taking their time out uh, to join us here on our maiden voyage. Uh, we also want to thank you, the listeners. Uh, we're doing this show in hopes that we can be dispensers of hope in your world. It's a six to eight time slot on a Monday that normally can be a a uh, kind of a difficult day, start of the week, kids in school. Uh, new week at the job, uh, whatever that looks like for you. We hope you can tune in at 6 to 8 on Monday nights and take a reprieve from all that. Uh, Listen to some sports, talk some culture, and be encouraged uh, and filled with hope. Uh, Our quote of the day, just to remind you, was that, look, we're all after the mountaintop, but please remember it's in the valley where the grass grows and the water flows. So no matter what adversity you may be facing today, no matter what valley you may be in, we encourage you to understand that it's in that valley. If you will uh, lock down and, 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 and really uh, uh, pursue the growth that's in the valley, you will grow to a new and extraordinary uh, place while in that valley. Once again, we thank Garner Dental Group uh, for their sponsorship. They are our studio sponsor here for Upon Further Review, as well as Jerry Brewer uh, with Southern Gulf States. Uh, insurance, uh, we thank them as well. I've got your text from all over the all over the nation. Uh, I've got your text on uh, picks for the uh, for the tournament and uh, all over the state. I appreciate every one of you uh, listening to the maiden voyage of Upon Further Review, and I hope that you'll tune in every Monday night from six to eight p.m. And remember, if for some reason you missed parts of the show. You want to pick it up. Maybe you're a St. Andrews Saints fan. You want to listen to Russell Marcellus uh, and Rashad Bolden, that great interview. They spent two segments with us. Don't forget to download the podcast, Upon Further Review Sports, with Josh Dorman. The first one will drop later this week, and then after that will drop uh, probably every Wednesday. Uh, Just a replay of this show. Uh, So that you can, while you're on the treadmill, while you're lifting, uh, if you're just in the car traveling like I do, uh, find some podcasts, download it, and listen to uh, a little sports. Uh, So that's going to uh, be the uh, final segment here. And one of the things that we're going to do uh, each time on Upon Further Review is we want to leave you with something special, something that you can take in. Uh, to your evening. We've talked sports. We've talked NCAA tournament. We've talked some really pressing issues, whether it's the issue related to uh, uh, the, the equality issue with regards to the NCAA tournaments. We've talked about EJ Liddell and, and facing death threats. And, you know, sometimes uh, some of those things kind of get to us a little bit. And what we always want to do is we always want to leave you uh, on a positive note. And uh, that will be, could be some form of faith, um, you know, it, transparency. I'm a man of faith. And, uh, and so that's, that's something that's very important to me. It may be just be a quote. It may be uh, you know, a, a reading of a, of a, of a um, famous uh, speech. Uh, whatever it is, we hope that it encourages you uh, as you leave and go throughout your week as we won't get to uh, be with you again uh, until next Monday. So what I would like to leave you with is an old Irish prayer. And it says, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Once again, thank you to Garner Dental Group. Go visit their website, com. Give them a call at 601 8710 uh, and find out five locations in the metro area, others across the state and region. Give Jerry Brewer a call, trusted advisor with Southern Gulf States Insurance. Contact Jerry at 601-952-3525 or at southerngulfstates.com Next week, we'll be back with more great guests. More upon further review, insights where sports and culture collide. And I pray that God truly holds you in the palm of his hand. Have a great night. Hope you tune in next week, next Monday night, 6 to 8 p.m., 1400 a.m., 106.3 FM on WJQSTheFan.com.